welcome to episode 26 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where my co-host and I talk about video games, video game news, TV, TV shows we either watched or that was announced or played throughout the week. My name is Barry. And my name's Craig. And let's get into the sole reason anybody is listening to this podcast (laughs) or the fact that we're recording it on a Wednesday less than six hours before I have to upload it (laughs) is the PlayStation Conference. Yeah, buddy. It's everything you hoped for, right? So I'm not going to say the price yet. I'm going to yep. leave that till the end of the PlayStation news, just because, uh, you know, you guys have to find a reason to listen to us <laughs> anyway. True. But uh, I'll start off with saying that this conference had a lot more than I expected. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting this much stuff to be uh, to be shown off. I should say I thought it was going to be like a 30 minute presentation it ended up being about 45 minutes in the end. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with the games that they showed? Because I thought there was quite a few that I was surprised by. Yeah, so I'll start off with, I actually have it like down by each game they put out because I was writing the notes and doing the podcast and watching it. So we'll start off with Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, (laughs) apparently, according to a couple news sites, there was a little bit of a leak that this was going to be announced during this press conference. But I guess this, I never heard of this leak. And really... Not a lot of people could have guessed this. I just feel like it was just kind of like, okay, blah, there you go. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it looks good. Final Fantasy 15 was good, right? Um, so I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, this Final Fantasy seems to go for more of a medieval time feel. I'm not seeing like cars like yep. in Final Fantasy 15. I got, and, I got Final Fantasy 9 vibes off of this one quite a bit. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of feel that one too. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's apparently a PS5 console exclusive. Right. So that means it's not coming to PS4 at all, right? Or no, is it? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's coming directly to PS5 and PC. Okay. So I'm not sure what ended up going on between. I, I'm going to go with this has to be a lot like the deal with Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Square Enix, you know, and Sony, whatever, how much money they're pulling off. I'm going to go with Final Fantasy 15 comes to Xbox maybe a year later, much like Final Fantasy 7 Remake is. But good good on Sony. They're trying to show everybody that this is all about the games. And if you want exclusives, Sony seems to be pretty toxic at making them right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would assume this was probably lumped in when they made the deal for the remake being earlier. I would think this was probably like well, you can. They wanted both, um, so that's cool. I, did they have a date on it? I don't. I don't uh, see one. Did not. Okay. Nothing. So this may uh, be a little farther off. For sure, I'm gonna go with definitely 2022. Most likely, I feel like Sony has to have some sort of lineup with what games are coming out in 2021 for their console. Mm-hmm. And if this one hadn't been announced yet, it's probably still in a decent amount of development. But it uh, it looked like Final Fantasy. It looks like a lot of fun, and it continues to have the Kingdom Hearts combat, which I really enjoy. Right. So I'm definitely gonna be picking this up without question. My only issue is I would hope that this doesn't take away from development on the Final Fantasy VII remake and what they're doing there. Um, that's the only downside I could see, but I don't think it is. I think it's two separate parts of uh, Square Enix. Um, but that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, please don't push back the Final Fantasy VII remake just because you want to put this out. Because in my opinion, I think the remake is probably going to sell more than a Final Fantasy, a new Final Fantasy would. Without a doubt. Yeah. With, yeah, that 
that's for sure. And I know last we heard they had said that they're pushing through pretty hard on the remake and that they expect to have it out sooner rather than later. So hopefully next year or the year after. Yeah, and Square is a whole bunch of studios. You know, yeah. they just released the Avengers with Crystal Dynamics. So it, I definitely think that they're being separately developed with different directors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Squ- Square Enix and Final Fantasy right now, after the Final Fantasy VII remake and how mm-hmm. good that went, you kind of can't be on a higher plateau sure. for, for a Final Fantasy game right now. Yeah. So next up was they then announced uh, or showed off gameplay for Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I have to say, like, this is by far my most hyped PS5 <laughs> game, without a doubt. And the game looked... I thought I thought the uh, the, co- the combat looked very similar, mm-hmm. but the everything about the gameplay looked awesome. I thought the... Sp- uh, Miles is my favorite Spider-Man. I just love his powers and love that you know uh his family his heritage and everything like that about miles morales so i there's not much about this game i haven't said already but this uh <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited for it and it's coming to both consoles so even if you don't get a ps5 you can still play on ps4 which is kind of cool um yeah I, it looks like more of the same but i mean that in a good way right like it looks like spider-man um gameplay on the Last Spider-Man was really good, and Miles Morales is really cool. So super, super excited for this one too. And it's, I think it's like forty nine ninety nine. I think is what yeah. they said. So yeah, not, so. not bad. I, I, if that's like ten hours, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, and you can't ask for more when it's holiday twenty twenty. Right. We're going, to be getting, <laughs> we're going to be getting this game either really close to the launch of the PS five, or probably maybe two weeks afterward. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Well, I think I had like a, uh, here we go. Yeah. So I had, this kind of ties into something I wanted to bring up later, but I'll just bring it up now. They did announce their launch day games. Um, so they have Astro's Playroom, right? Which is pre-installed on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, they're listing as a launch day game, uh, $49.99, but they're also doing an ultimate edition for $69.99. Um, okay. And then they also put uh, Sackboy, is it launch day? That's fifty nine ninety nine, um, and then I guess the uh, the other one uh, that was shown off was the Demon Souls one, um, yeah. which is actually sixty nine ninety nine. And they did make a uh, a little bit of an announcement that the games will be sixty nine ninety nine um, for a new release, which is kind of a bummer, but I get it. I guess that means so they can still put. If you're buying a PS4 version, if they make one for whatever game, it would still be 60 But next gen looks like it's going to be $70 from here on out. Really interested to see if this ends up hurting how games and yeah. everything like that are going to end up being priced. Because, you know, we've had the we've had the $60 price tag for a while. And I get it. Games are getting more expensive to make mm-hmm. and everything like that. But also, like, the money that games are generating is even more so than ever now, especially, you know, in a way, thanks to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know like part of the argument is $10 isn't that much, you know, more, but if you think about somebody like you or I and how many games we buy a year, that's going to add up, you know, $10 extra yeah. every game. That's a lot more we're going to be spending every year. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of it, but I also see the point of it because of just how much money it takes to make games nowadays. Um, I get it. So I would hope then that this would kind of lessen the amount of microtransactions in games, hopefully, but we're, I'm not kidding anybody. We're 
probably still going to see a bunch of that. <laughs> yeah, not until like a court decision comes down. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, do you just want me to keep going through the sure. games? Or yeah. You... Okay. Uh, so next one up is going to be the kind of, I think, the most surprise announcement I've seen of it. The Harry Potter game. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy was shown off during the PS5. So conference. pumped. <laughs> it's not a console exclusive. Right. As, as you know, it didn't say anything like that on there. It did say 2021, so we should expect it sometime next year. Mm-hmm. I and, I think it looks really cool. It kind of looks more of like an open world type gameplay. Um, I really like Harry Potter in general. So like, I know this. there's been rumors of this game for years now, and to finally see it out there in the wild was, was nice. So hopefully it does come out. Um, if it allows me to walk around Hogwarts, then that's really all I need from it. That's an instant buy for me. <laughs> yeah, they did mention as I was scrolling through Twitter as the game was announced, apparently this game is going to take place in like eight Hogwarts 1800s. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what any of that means in all <laughs> before in all Harry like, Potter. <laughs> yeah, like I I like the Harry Potter series, but mm-hmm. to take Harry Potter back to 1800s is mm-hmm. that really necessary i don't know i feel like that date is wrong if I <laughs> it was in the out. trailer though is it yeah it? yeah um oh. see the thing is in general though i just time like doesn't really matter i guess to me in the harry potter universe it's all magic based anyway so it's not like you're gonna be driving cars right so it, I, I guess to me it's not a huge deal um and obviously they want to kind of get away from the Harry Potter storyline so you can kind of make your own even though they didn't show it I'm assuming it's it definitely came across as like a create your own character type deal um, and then starting in Hogwarts and eventually going to other places in the wizarding world so as long as it's done well I think this is going to be a big hit for you know both consoles I'm assuming it's coming on Xbox as well and probably PC yeah, they'll they'll make this game available to anything just yeah. just because of the fact that it's Harry Potter. It's going to sell right. really extremely well. Right. And what I'm kind of excited to see is eventually kind of how you would end up going to pick picking the house or yeah. having the Sorting Hat pick for you because mm-hmm. there are so many tests online to figure <laughs> out what house you're in. You know, seventy five percent Slytherin, you know, ten percent <laughs> Gryffindor, all that kind of stuff. Right. So I'm interested to see how the game is either whether or not they're going to let you just outright pick so they can avoid any controversy with the game. Because imagine somebody buying this game and they're a gigantic Harry Potter fan and they have to be Gryffindor, but then they <laughs> take whatever test is in here and they're Slytherin. Right. Like people are going to be floored. <laughs> That's why that... you, you save scum then and just reload and try again, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like I, maybe I, I really like dug into this trailer. Maybe I'm looking into things, but like, Obviously, the character in each scene changed, which leads me to believe you can create your own character. But it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like some of the characters were almost wearing like the Death Eater mask. So almost kind of like a fable situation where you can choose to be good or evil, which would be awesome because obviously I want to be Slytherin and be evil because that sounds like fun. Um, (laughs) But that like that's the stuff that if that's in there, man, I'm going to be so pumped. So pumped. So I got a lot a lot of hope riding on this game. Yeah. And for for Harry Potter as well, we really have only have, it's been a while since we've had these games. You know, Mm -hmm. there's the Lego Harry Potter, but those pretty much just retell the movie in most aspects. And so did most of the games that came out in the PS2 era. Yep. So this this is the first chance for 
them to go off and tell their own story. So the the world that that entire Hogwarts world is theirs. Yep. They just have to make it somewhat resemblance of what it needs to be. So <laughs> yeah, should be good. Yeah, I think so too. Next up was what they showed up was a Call of Duty Cold War gameplay. Mm-hmm. But before I get into the trailer, they did announce that an alpha is going to exclusively be on PlayStation. Yep. You can preload it tomorrow on Thursday and then play it this weekend. Yeah. The multiplayer, which is really cool. Uh, PlayStation is definitely trying to get the Call of Duty fanboys on its <laughs> on its back. The The trailer itself was just the first mission or is what they told us it's the first mission of the game yep and it looks pretty cinematic i really like that they brought back executions yeah uh that's what i'm gonna call them it's not you know (laughs) it's not you know guillotine but uh it just adds a little bit more to the flair of the game the campaign has always been about flair and it's always been about explosions and big set pieces and now you can have those tiny bits of set pieces while you know, playing the game regularly. The fact that, you know, he disarmed the one guy, put a grenade in his pocket, you know, pulled the pin, and instead of waiting for it to explode, he just shot the red barrel behind him and he exploded anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Overkill to begin with. Call of Duty single player, like I love Call of Duty single player. Um it's always been like this big cinematic thing. It's almost like watching like a Michael Bay movie. Um but man, like this trailer got me so excited. Um, I love the Black Ops series. I like all the characters, so I was super pumped for that already. But it looked real good. It looked real smooth. Um, yeah, the executions were cool. Um, the little moment with the RC car I thought was kind of cool. Even the um, when he was taking like the he sniped the one guy in the plane and it did the uh, slow mo follow the bullet like uh, exactly, like yeah. sniper elite like that was really cool. Um, I just enjoy the amount of time and effort they put into the campaigns that make them look so cool. Like if you didn't play, uh, the modern warfare campaign, you definitely should. Cause that was the same way. Like it's just done so well. I'm so excited to play the single player on this one. Even if like the multiplayer doesn't really capture me that much, I don't really care. Like I just want that single player experience. And then worst comes to worst, like Warzone's still going to be there free to play. So as long as they get the single player right, I think that's the only thing that matters for them this year. Yeah, and before talking about like the next game, I did want to mention that it was funny how when he goes to pull up the scope for the sniper and shoot the guy, mm-hmm. uh, their target in the head, I found it hilarious how like he lines up the shot and he didn't even look through the scope. He just <laughs> he he was trying to quick scope. He was yep. trying to be flashy, and the moment he pulled that off, I went, "That's not hitting him. That's going to hit the <laughs> other guy." So I. I thought it was hilarious to see that, and it probably would have been. I wonder if that thing is like controlled, where no matter what you yeah. hit him, or if um, you, or whether or not you have the chance to actually snipe the guy, and who knows, avoid the whole situation, uh, parachute off a cliff, and head head on home. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of felt like that was probably scripted. Like regardless of where you shoot, it's probably going to hit that guy as long as you're somewhat aimed on him. I think it's just yeah. part of the level, but it still looked cool. And it definitely looked uh, next gen to me, for sure. And one of the things I did mention before we get into the next game, which you'll be excited for, Craig, mm-hmm. is at this point I was looking at the I was looking at the broadcast. I took it out of full screen just to refresh it, and I saw that there were over like one point three million people <laughs> watching just the PlayStation stream. Mm-hmm. I 
there is so much hype for this console in a lot of ways that I it, it's really surprising to me to see these numbers. And Sony has to be looking at all of the stuff that they're showing. And this, like I said, that 1.3 million watching the stream isn't including all the people who are also streaming it, whether it's Game Informer, IGN, Game Explain, like all of these other gaming channels were streaming it as well. Mm-hmm. And some people would prefer to go there for whatever reason. But Sony has to be looking at it and has to like has to realize that that this console is going to be hard to get. Yep. For for the first couple months that it's been released, that is, I'm I am without a doubt expecting you know there we're gonna you know stores are gonna get them for Black Friday, and there's gonna be people bulldozing other people trying to get this <laughs> trying to get this stuff. Yeah. And it's. It's just insane, and it's it also is kind of bad that COVID has kind of done this, and you know the manufacturing isn't where it would normally be for PlayStation. So, right, you know, I've this is I'm only saying this because this is when I really felt like, oh wow, like this many people are watching the stream. This is going to be you know a huge console watch for a lot of people. Yeah, and. I know like the pre-order culture is something that a lot of people like to fight against. Um, but just my like personal opinion on the matter, whether you're getting a PlayStation or you're getting the Xbox, regardless, like I honestly believe that if you want to play this new console before, you know, January, I really do think you need to pre-order it. I just don't think there's going to be anything there post uh, like, you know, that first week, that first day, I th- it's just going to be, I honestly think going to be almost impossible trying to find one for the holidays. So that's why, like, I normally buy the console when it comes out right away. Sometimes I wait, but like, this is the one instance where like, I'm probably going to get the Xbox. I, I don't know if I'm going to get the PlayStation right away, but like, I'm already resigned to the fact that if I don't, it's probably going to be like, you know, spring or something of next year before I grab one. So if you're at all considering it, you know, the pre-orders I think are up already. I would definitely get on that now. (laughs) Yeah. And while we're mentioning that, and I'll go ahead and just go into while you mentioned like the pre-order type stuff, Mm -hmm. we're filming this now. It's just been a couple hours after the, uh, the stream happened Mm -hmm. and Walmart went ahead and put it up. It was sold out in 10 minutes, (laughs) you know, and Walmart right now, according to IGN is the only page that has their online pre-orders up. Yeah. I think Target just went up too as well. I've been trying to keep I, it like I keep refreshing all the sites. Um, but I I'm pretty sure Target has theirs up right now. Yeah, so crazy. Just, <laughs> all all anybody can do is just keep an eye on it and hope that you're, you know, some some of the people that end up getting it. Right. You know, and I, I never got that email from Sony and I'm personally hurt, Sony, that you did not <laughs> pick me to pre order from you guys. Right. Unless this is some sort of email that's gonna come like three weeks from now after I've already, you know, pre-ordered my PS five in five other places so I can resell them for ridiculous <laughs> amounts of money. I'm, and I'm just joking guys. I hate resellers in yep. all honesty. I would never do that. So it's, it's kind of funny how I never heard anybody say anything about, Oh, Sony picked me to do the pre-order. So I wonder if they even did that yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody who got an email back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> So next up, uh, they then announced or showed off more of like, not really gameplay, but trailer footage of Resident Evil 8 Village. Mm -hmm. And 
the trailer looked really good. I liked the whole creepiness of it. And I think it's going for the, the part that left me on that trailer was at the end of it. They showed this huge castle Yep. and I cannot imagine, like I, I can't imagine, but that, that castle is going to be nuts to explore through <laughs> if it's something that you can actually do. So the very, very end of the trailer, they show a guy, um, basically smoking a cigar. Yeah. And he's asking you about his wares. That's the uh, vendor from resident evil four. Um, which leads me to believe that the castle is possibly the castle from resident evil four. I think that's probably what they were going for. Could be wrong, but, um, that's what I took away from it. And also like compared to resident evil seven, this one seems more, uh, action oriented. It's still got that creepy vibe, but like to seem more like, I don't know, just seem more fast paced than the last one, which could be good or bad. Um, but it does look really, really good. I'm still super pumped to play that one. Yeah, I'm glad that it's going to be going back to the first person because there is that sort of creepiness and scariness when yep. it comes to experiencing it first person. Because the two remakes they did, while fantastic, really weren't that scary if you're looking for scary video games because you're experience it, experiencing the game while playing through you know, someone else that you can physically see in the game. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, next up then was going to be Deathloop, which we just ended up getting more of a gameplay trailer for it. Uh, the It seems like a lot of the, and I'm going to combine two games, the character designs seemed a lot like We Happy Few mm-hmm. with how enemies were kind of dressed and some of them had like paint on them while wearing <laughs> masks. And then there are Dishonored type powers to the to the game as well. It's coming out 2021. It's a PlayStation exclusive again. And it's also coming to PC. Just a matter of this. This game is the one soul game that they've been showing off that's made by Bethesda. And I've mentioned ever since Fallout 76, Bethesda really has not won me over at all with any of their games. This is going to be one of the games that I'm probably going to wait to see reviews on because it's just based on based on the gameplay and everything they're showing alone. It looks like there's a lot. It, there's a lot of you know user player choice to a lot of it, and replaying the same levels but with different enemies in in certain spots. So and they've only really showed off two different levels, so nobody really knows what else is available other than this. The guy that you're playing as, the bounty hunter, has eight targets, and the girl who's also stuck in this death loop is just focusing on you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I can never get into the Dishonored games. I've started both one and two multiple times and like I just bounce off of them so hard so fast. So like when I was watching that gameplay today, I was like, man, this looks like Dishonored. So I can almost guarantee that I'm going to just bounce off this game so quick. Um, I don't know. They're just there's not I'm not seeing anything there that really grabs me. Um, that makes me be like, yes, I have to play this game. I'll probably still try it, but I don't have really any expectation on this one at all yeah same here so then we'll go ahead and go into some of this is some of the the next couple i'm going to mention are some of the you know other titles that we don't know much about and aren't as excited for for example they announced that devil may cry 5 special edition mm-hmm. will be launched digitally on launch day for ps5 it said launch digitally i guess there's not going to be a hard copy of the game available on launch day but the what they mainly focused on is on is the fact that Virgil, I think it's his name, is going to be a playable character yeah. in this version. 
and the combat that they were pulling off like i'll admit the combat is really nuts and it looks super pretty but i don't know how many people are going to play this game if you haven't already right. played devil may cry 5 yeah this is a pass for me but i will say if you haven't played devil may cry 5 you should definitely play it because that game is very very good i know we both liked it when we played it but like having virgil is not enough for me to play through it again like i i yeah. don't need to <laughs> Yeah, that game was a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. even when you lent it to me, I got it done in a weekend. Like, yeah. I played that game for close to, I think, you know, six to eight hours a day just to finish it in a weekend, and that's saying something, because unless it's a game that I'm super hyped for or having a lot of fun with, it's not. I'm not going to play it for that long. Right. But Devil May Cry hit me, hit me, I guess, at a good time. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting game. If they're going to charge, like, the $70 for it, I don't think... I would end up getting it, but if this game ends up being maybe forty bucks, maybe I would consider getting it. Yeah, I was thinking and, forty is probably a sweet spot. Yeah, and if this game ends up being one of the very few things that are available at launch that kind of shows what PS5 can do, maybe that's a reason to get it as well. Right. Yeah. So next up is going to be Oddworld Soulstorm, which Okay. I'm going to preface <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what the odd world games are i know they were on playstations and they're historical in a lot of ways for being on playstation but this game and the gameplay is something i've never seen or played through before (laughs) this game is so odd and so out there in a lot of ways that i i kind of look at it and i go okay i'm happy for the people that are happy to get to be getting this game but there is nothing for a newcomer like me that's going to go oh man i have to play that yeah a cult classic the original so like if you played the originals you're going to be pumped for this i'm not a fan of the original so i honestly just it's a pass for me i have no interest whatsoever but like you said like i'm excited for the people who are excited for it because i mean it looks like a lot of time and effort went into it but it's definitely not going to be for me and neither for me either (laughs) yeah Next up is, and I can't believe I'm mentioning this, there is another Five Nights at Freddy's game (laughs) coming out, which is Security Breach. And I just have mentioned in this game that I thought and I was hoping this series was dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's There's too many teens and kids who play this game, including my kid. So it's not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, and, you know, I've this isn't this isn't a doubt or or anything like that on the game like themselves they're popular for a reason kids and for Mm -hmm. kids for whatever reason like scaring themselves i was never (laughs) into that so i don't i don't really get it but the the game looks like it's a much broader level i guess that they seem to be in some sort of almost hotel where you can see some of the different um like neon statues of the Five Nights at Freddy's characters. And I'm not sure if one of them's talking to you or not. This is getting into... I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, <laughs> There's Five a new Nights Five Freddy's. Nights at Freddy's coming out. That's really yeah. all you need to know. <laughs> and then that's... Yeah, that's all I should be saying next. <laughs> True. Next. <laughs> so uh, they then showed off the Demon Souls remake gameplay, mm-hmm. which for me as a Demon Soul, uh, for me as like a Souls, Souls-born... Is that is that what the word is? I can't probably souls like souls like game game player. And that sounds so confusing. But <laughs> somebody who likes to punish themselves. There you yes. go. Demon Souls was for me by far the hardest to get used to because that was the first game that really tested and everything everything about it was hard. The game I 
you know, I, I never died more in any of the Soulsborne games than I have in Demon Souls. And that was before, you know, Dark Souls and Bloodborne and everything got so popular. So Demon Souls gameplay looks awesome. I'm super excited for the game. Uh, what I like about it is the gameplay is definitely more sped up. It The Demon Souls on PS3 was much slower because you're an armored guy. This game seems to focus on maybe speeding up the combat and making dodge rolling a lot more effective rather than just guarding. But even in the trailer, it showed it kind of had a boss highlight reel, which was awesome. I liked seeing all the classic bosses in this remake grand finale sort of thing. So Demon yeah. Souls, if you if you're itching to punish yourself and have a and want a reason to maybe break your PlayStation a month into it being launched, that might be a game you want to try. <laughs> Again, this is not a game that I'm going to be playing because I know better. But like, man, it looked impressive. It really did. So um it's definitely going to be a next gen game that I think it's one of the games that you can kind of show off and be like, this is what next gen looks like, but I know better than to try and play this game again. I already did it once. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you got to be careful about breaking your PlayStation. If I break my PlayStation a month into it, you know, I'm going to have a hard time finding a replacement. Yeah, you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then surprise of the year guys, yeah. Fortnite. Is Poor coming guy. to PS5. <laughs> uh, if if there was any doubt that this multi-billion-dollar game wasn't coming to PS5, you know, I'm glad we could quell your your nervousness because <laughs> Fortnite on PS5, it's the next generation, guys. Fortnite is the going to be the biggest game. It's going to run buttery college. smooth, <laughs> just straight buttery on the highest settings on your PS5. Yep. Yep, so 120 it, frames a second. There's there's no competing. Enjoy that if you're into that. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you like that. Yep. So I'll kind of get into the next thing, which is going to be, it's not a game, but PlayStation Plus, I'll, I'll admit, is kind of the most lacking subscription service compared to Xbox right now. So they're trying to make it a little bit better with the PlayStation Plus collection, which... Includes a bunch of PS4 hits available at launch with PS5. And for a lot of people, probably like you and me, we've never, you know, traded in those games. I right. still have God of War. I still have Spider-Man. I still have Days Gone. Like, I, I have all of the biggest PlayStation hits. I have, hell, I've got Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal <laughs> yeah. on, you know, the. so I'm interested to, to see whether or not they're only going to be available digitally, or I imagine you'll be able to just put your you know put the disc in and be able to play it regardless but for for a lot of people this isn't going like i know what sony's trying to do they're trying to make their subscription service a lot more worth it yep. to their user base but in a lot of ways you're really not competing with xbox ultimate at all especially right. with something where a lot of the people that have playstation 4s probably still have these games yeah i i'll say it's a good start Right. For them to kind of get into what Xbox has been doing and, and you know, killing it with. Um, and they're using what they can. They're using their first party titles. So those are all really good games that they're offering for free as, you know, just included with your PlayStation Plus subscription. But they have to keep adding to it. They can't let it die. Right. Like Microsoft just came out and announced that, you know, they're partnering with EA for their streaming service. So you'll get that with your uh you know, your game pass subscription for free. So you can play all the EA games and all the Microsoft first party games. So Sony has the better first party games. 
So I like that they're putting all those on there. So if you are buying a PS5 and you didn't, for whatever reason, get a chance to play any of these games, you'll be able to just download it and play. And I think that's important considering, like I said earlier, that initial launch lineup. If, you know, the main one is Miles Morales. And if it's short, you're going to be done with that in a weekend. And then what do you play? Um, I would imagine probably a lot of people are going to probably go back and maybe play some of these games because there just won't be anything else to play. Um, So it'll serve a purpose, but they have to keep adding to it. They can't just let it die after this and be like, hey, we added those games. What else do you want from us? Like they got to start partnering with third party to get some stuff in there and it'll be fine. It'll you can they can compete with Game Pass if they put in the time and effort. Yeah, and I feel like most of the time and effort and money, of course, is being put into their exclusives, which is what Sony's known for. Right. And Um, it would be nice if they would do what Microsoft does, where their first party games immediately go onto Game Pass. But I cannot imagine Sony doing that. I just don't see it. I couldn't either. I really couldn't. (laughs) It'd be nice. All right, so I'll, I'll, we've been going pretty much in order, so I'll go in order next where the PS5 hardware was announced. Yep. And it was given a price, and it was given a date. We have $500 for the, di- for the version with the disc, you know, tray in it, and then $400 for the, for the disc-less console. That mm-hmm. was the, I, I, was, I almost slipped up there. <laughs> and it's going to come out November 12th in the U.S. and in multiple other places, and then I think it said november 20th for everywhere else yeah and it even said in the fine print that a release date is still being worked on for china (laughs) so where you know china (laughs) yeah you know it's it is what it is there so we'll we'll get into it you know craig and all of us has kind of been calling it it's it was going to be 500 dollars we were kind of more interested to see where the discless version was going to be. Yep. And it ended up being a hundred dollars less, which makes a lot more sense. And I think for, did I call I it? Think, was I right on both? I'm pretty sure you were. Ha. I'm you. <laughs> I said it was you, a certainty. So I wanted to make sure I was right. <laughs> yeah. You did say it with, you did say it with certainty yep. and everybody else was guessing. Yep. So we'll, we'll say here we cracked it first. <laughs> Nobody else can say that. Yeah. No one. Nope. So what, and I did want to mention what this kind of does for the console area in general is the P, with the PS5 hardware, both seem to be the same uh, when it comes to the, the power of the two consoles and the storage and how they'll both play. Yep. Just one doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray disc drive, whereas Xbox decided to go with, okay, $500 is the premium console that does all the premium features and then at two hundred dollars less, at three hundred, yep. you're going to get the less powerful, and 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 in a lot of ways, it's going to be it's going to not be able to play last gen games either. But that's Xbox is looking to hit a new market of gamers where five hundred, four hundred is going to be too much. Yeah, three hundred is right there for them. So so good on Xbox. I'm. Any any way to get more people into gaming is what is what's good for business. Yeah, I mean, everybody like us who play games a lot, we're all going to get the five hundred dollar version of either console or both consoles. But the other two consoles, I think, are really aimed towards people just trying to get into gaming, maybe even some of the like parents buying for their children. And if they're looking at it, they're going to see the boxes and be like, all right, these lower ones both don't have disk drives. The Xbox one is hundred dollars cheaper than the sony one 
I think they're going to I think they're going to win that one, that console, like the lower end. I think Microsoft will sell more than Sony will. Um, but the higher end ones, I think Sony's still going to sell quite a bit more than Microsoft does. Um, but yeah, I think the $300 thing was was genius for Microsoft. And I'm actually surprised that Sony didn't try and get a little bit closer to that. But I get it. It's the same same powers, you know, the same specs underneath. So I get why they went with 400. Um, but now we just wait and see if those are more available than the $500 versions or not. You would think they would be. Yeah, and there's something to be said with how Nintendo kind of did it first with the Switch being at 300. Mm-hmm. If if you talk to your friends and you have a lot of people who game, there are a lot of people who don't game but bought Switches. One, because it's $300 and not 500 like the rest of the consoles are 400 like you know Xbox and uh, PlayStation was. Right. $300 seems to be the sweet spot where they're willing to spend the money and get invested into the into the console system from there because take for example what happened with animal crossing you had a bunch of people who weren't interested in gaming at all but then animal crossing blew up to this sort of extent that nobody expected and people just started buying switches that you weren't getting switches before that had no interest in getting switches but solely for animal crossing so i think i think xbox is trying to hit that area yeah yeah, to compete with the Switch almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to just throw in like the other prices they announced just so people have an idea. The controllers are going to be $70. Um, that's not anything new. Uh, their headset is going to be 100 I believe it was $100. Yeah, $99.99. Um, the one that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me is the camera. Uh, I mean, I guess <laughs> like they have, they literally put in like their press release. Dual 1080p lenses for gamers to broadcast themselves along with their epic gameplay moments. $59.99. Who is buying this? Honestly. Like, <laughs> if you're streaming, you're you're going to already have some sort of webcam or camera or you're using a digital camera or any of that. Um, I, I just can't imagine too many people are buying this other than if it somehow connects for the VR, maybe. Um, but yeah, it was just strange. They have the media remote. For 30 bucks and then the charging station is also 30 bucks so i don't think anything really changed there the controllers are the same price um so the only thing that changed is the price of games really yeah and with with that like the the camera is definitely going to be used for playstation vr but nobody's heard anything about what they're going to be doing with playstation vr in this generation right so the the camera i really don't see the use in getting it right now until we kind of get a clearer picture of what Sony wants to do with VR because and uh, don't they normally bundle it in anyway yeah and a lot <laughs> yeah and when they announce the the new VR yeah they mm-hmm. will they will go ahead and bundle it with the console but this the Sony VR camera did sell very well at the beginning yeah because it was a great way to get into VR gaming so I think Sony realizes that there is a market for people who want to just make an addition to their console that maybe haven't bought built a pc but want to get into vr gaming so yeah all right and then finally yeah the the end of the the end of the conference had a little tease there's no gameplay right but we did get confirmation that god of war ragnarok is the title and it's coming out in 2021 yeah, I am. I'm super excited for this game. God of War was so good on the PS4, 
and the the experience that I had with this game was just awesome. The only thing I'm worried about is a part of me feels like this game could be coming out a little bit too quickly. Yeah. Because and I'm I'm having trouble remembering when God of War came out. I think it was 2018 or 2017. I'll look it up real quick. That sounds right. I think it was 2018. Uh, so there. So I feel like this game is coming out quickly, and I I won't. First off, I won't be surprised if there's delays. I I would predict this game if I were to come out, and this is going to be the earliest prediction you'll see here. There's going to be a delay, and it's going to come out in 2022 of spring because of how well God of War did in that time slot before. Yeah, it, it was 2018. Um, this game here, since I'm going to go with the Xbox, this is the one that I will buy a PS5 for. Whenever it comes out, if I don't already have one, this would be the one to make me buy it for sure. Um, Spider-Man is close, but if I can play it on the PS4, then I don't have a reason to. But man, uh, this is to me, that's a console seller for sure. With how good the last God of War was like. Give me all of that God of War nonsense. Pretty much everything you said there, Craig, is yeah. like the the whole thing about God of War is how great the the whole comeback was. And I'm pretty sure breaking news here. I might have just broke it. Uh oh. Give me a minute. I'm 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 I had a call, so now I'm looking at my phone. The PS5 is now uh oh. Okay, the link's already down. Um at 827, Best Buy sent out an email saying that the PS5 <laughs> is pre-orderable now. Yeah, I just got a message too uh, that it's up to pre-order, so it should be up on everything now. <laughs> All right. Well, by the time you guys hear this podcast, it's probably already too late. It's yeah. probably already sold out. <laughs> yep. Um, but this is this is kind of the cluster that Sony kind of brought in on themselves, and I did want to mention this, so I'm glad this is happening right now. But Sony specifically mentioned that they weren't going to do this. They weren't going to make this, you know, oh, you're going to know about the pre-orders beforehand. Trust us. You know, you're going to be able to get into it. And then, yep. And then they did this. (laughs) And then they did this, which is the exact thing that people didn't want them to do. Yep. So it, it kind of sucks for a lot of people who've just been trying to, you know, get the console. That's all they wanted to do. They, they wanted a time for it. They wanted to be able to to just continue, to just get the console they wanted and know when it was going to be able to be gotten, and Sony kind of just added fuel to the fire here with. Okay, they they even said on their Twitter that the pre-orders are going to be available as early as tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we already have retailers putting them out right now. Yeah, and so they're selling out. <laughs> yeah, and this, so there's going to be a ton of people who are who won't be able to get it. And you can't even open the Best Buy app or get on bestbuy.com on your phone right now. It's, <laughs> it's just crashed. It's, yeah. It, it's kind of ridiculous and funny. And yeah, I, I already have my pre-ordered. I was mm-hmm. able to get my pre-ordered. So I'm happy I was able to do that, but I can't imagine what it's like for you know, what, what people are trying to do here to try to get this console. Yep. And what's going to suck is that people, people are going to try to get this console and it's you, and it's going to be resellers who are selling it for probably seven hundred dollars. Yep. I can't stand yep. that stuff. Like I, I cannot express to you how much I, I hate when people, you know, buy these, buy these consoles that they know are going to be really wanted just to sell them for a profit to take advantage of somebody else. That I yep. don't know. That that just isn't cool. Part- it, it does suck. And like I know I'm going to be doing the same thing 
Monday night, right? Because like Monday night at midnight is when the pre-orders for uh, the Xbox are supposed to go up. So I'm going to be doing the same thing, refreshing, trying to get in and get it pre-ordered in time. It just I don't like that you have to do that nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I wish there was a way that everybody who wants one could get one. But obviously, that's not realistic. And having to deal with people who are trying to buy multiple to resell is just makes everything worse. So good luck to everybody. By the time this goes up, you'll probably either have gotten it or got disappointed. So maybe they'll release more later. Hopefully <laughs> um, we can hope for that. And I would imagine they probably will. But good luck to everybody. Yeah, it's it's officially the holiday war season for consoles. Yep. So it's, um, it's going to be a rough one just because of what COVID has done to manufacturing and supply chain in general. So you know, but best of luck to everybody and we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Yeah. I guess from here, Yep. but really my, my last, my last news thing was going to be about how the Xbox series X is kind of a less powerful console. We already got into that. So if there's anything on your end, Craig, go ahead. And yeah. So the only other thing I just wanted to bring up real quick. Um, so this Friday, so after this goes up, it'll be the following day. Um, we have the release of the super Mario 3d all-stars coming out on the switch. Uh, I just wanted to let it be known and to also call out people that I know who listen to this podcast. Um, I have a little bit of a, I guess, a competition, a bet, if you will, going on with two uh, two of my friends. And we're all buying this game on Friday, the three of us, and we're all going to start playing it on Friday. And the bet that we're doing is that the first person to 100% all three games, which are Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy, will win the money that we're putting down. Uh, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there, one, to make sure that they don't back out after I beat them, and two, to let you all know that I'm going to do my best to stream as much of it as I can. So look forward to that, um, and hopefully I win. But yeah, that's the only news I had. And um, I'll be keeping my eye on it just because I definitely <laughs> want to see, I want to see, you know, these games through a lens of somebody who's played it. Like I never got really into Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Sunshine. Like, yeah, I played both of them, but I never finished them. The only one I ever finished was Mario uh, Galaxy. Yeah, so. I got to figure out the right way to do it. But like, I want to have some sort of thing on the stream where, you know, my progress, obviously you'll be able to tell, but like their progress as well. So I can keep checking in with them and see where they're at. Um, just to make it a little bit more, I guess, intense on me. But hopefully, <laughs> I I want to be realistic. I would say hopefully I could get all three done 100% in a week or two, but who knows? We'll see. It may be a long game here. Yeah, I I, I would be really <laughs> surprised if you can 100% all three of them in a week because that, that's, not, that's not something I could do, and right. I beat Last of Us 2 in two days. Mm -hmm. so. But that's all uh, the news I have. Yeah, and that's all the news I have as well. So we're going to go on to our games played. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sticking with us for this long. Talking about the PlayStation Conference for 45 minutes, <laughs> you definitely get a little bit dull, but that is the biggest news to come out of gaming today. And yeah. it deserves its time in the spotlight just as, you know, Microsoft would. Right. And Microsoft is going to show off something probably, you know, to, to get people excited about their console again, you know, sometime next month or this month. So, yep. See what happens with that. But with games played, how about I've been talking a lot. Why don't you go first, Craig? <laughs> All right. Here. So first one, um, I really only played two this week, but 
I finished the single player for the Avengers. Um, finally got that done. I want to say it probably took me close to 15 or 16 hours, I think. But I was doing a lot of almost all the side stuff. Um, that game is uh, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. The story was entertaining. Um, I ended up sticking almost exclusively with Iron Man, unless I had to use other characters. Um, just I found him the most entertaining to use. A little bit of like a downfall to it was I thought Thor and Captain America were fun to play with, but you get them so late that they're so under leveled at that point that I was just kind of forced to stick with Iron Man after that. Um, because when you get them, they are just straight up level one. And at that point, I think my Iron Man was like 20 something. And, you know, it, you know, the levels kind of scale to where you're at. So it was trying to use Thor or Captain America. It would say like, oh, your character's under leveled. So I would just have to switch back to Iron Man. Um, I still haven't done any of the online stuff yet. I don't know if you have, but I literally just finished the campaign today. So I still plan on at least trying that. Um, overall, I did have a couple issues. Uh, there was like a side mission with Thor. There was two side missions and both times the intro, there was no, um, like when Thor would speak, there was his audio, but like everything else there wasn't. So that was weird. Um, had a lot of issues with like their hair textures popping in and out. And this was on Xbox and a couple instances where it would load in like when I turned the game on to a cutscene, but it would have like the uh, like the buttons you could push when you go to the war table. So like I could move the cursor around and like I could see the missions in the middle of this cutscene. Um, so a couple of, you know, bugs there a little bit. Those were the major ones. I think there was like one instance I had to reload a checkpoint because a door didn't open. So just some minor things I could probably get patched out. Um, but overall, like, this is a really fun game, and I don't think I'll probably stick with uh, the online very long. I just think it was enough to enjoy the single player, but I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Did you try the multiplayer or not? It's actually a perfect segue because what I wanted to talk about the Avengers this week was the multiplayer. Okay. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I, I enjoy the gameplay of Avengers. I mm -hmm. like playing as the different heroes. It's just a fun game for me to do. Right. The problem that this game's running into right now is that the community is pretty much dead. Really? Already? I've. It's really hard to match up with other people and play other games on. And this might be because of my power level. I'm not, or yeah, power level is the word for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not super high on the power level. And I feel like probably everybody who's been playing this game, who's been playing it over and over and over again are already much higher and have reached that power level cap where the levels i'm playing really no one's anywhere no one might be close enough to me in power level in order to to play this game and make it you know fun for everybody yeah so i feel like that's what's probably going to hold this game back the most is the fact that i feel as pe people played the story mode had fun with it and then we're done because the loot isn't very rewarding in a lot of ways. And it's in a lot of ways confusing to figure out which missions are going to give you the best loot or how to get, or how to get even the certain power-ups for superheroes or get superhero specific gear or anything like that for them as well. Yeah. So Avengers is a lot of fun, but the online portion is probably what's going to end up holding this game back. Which is a bummer because you, you know, like they do, it reminded me a lot of the division where you play through the single player and then as soon as you finish, they're like, all right, here's a whole nother game to go play. Go try this out. 
Um, and that's fine. My my big issue with the loot, like I like Division. I like loot based games. Destiny, I had a lot of fun with both. Um, but my problem with the loot on this one is it doesn't change the appearance of your character at all. And it bothers me like they do like this, like hollow outline whenever you highlight it. But like it does not change anything. Right. And like the whole point with like Destiny and, and the Division is when you would equip this other stuff, it changed how your character looked. And the only way you can change how they look in uh, in the Avengers is if you unlock or purchase um, different skins, basically. But yeah. like I need that because then I'm just like, well, I don't care about the loot because I look exactly the same. The only thing I care about is my power number, which is super confusing when you're looking at the missions on single player because it'll give you like a plus or minus like you know oh if you're under levels it's you know you're two power levels under where you should be so it's a minus two but when i first looked at it i was very hard for me to decide like are you telling me i'm too under or am i too over what's going on here um but yeah like you got to make it so it looks different because now everybody you're playing with like they all choose from the same what 10 or 15 skins you can get for each character and that's pretty much it so your customization isn't what it should be. So just, I guess it's a minor thing, but for me, it was just obnoxious. And I'm like, all right, I'm keep getting all this gear, but it doesn't really matter at all. But, you know, that is what it is. I'll try the multiplayer and see how it goes. And my guess is probably be done with it by the end of yeah. by next week. <laughs> Yeah, maybe when new hero, more heroes come out, the game will start to pick up again. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people ended up getting this game, and specifically, you know, even for me, I ended up getting this game on PlayStation solely because Spider-Man is going to be coming out on yep. this one. Which, in a lot of, for a lot of people, it's he is the you know the most favored superhero in all of Marvel, or and most well known in a lot of ways. So, and he's we, still not on PlayStation yet, right? No, the in the fine print it said the DLC is going to be released at the latest of like January twenty twenty one. So it may the game could very well be dead by then. Exactly. <laughs> uh, did you play anything else? I have one more, but it's the one we both played. Yeah, no, I have a couple more games. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I did want to mention I've been playing a lot of NHL twenty, which I'm not sure if I've mentioned on this podcast at all. Um, main thing is skip it. Just. <laughs> overall the new nhl isn't really worth it i'm playing nhl 20 because of the the league where you kind of create your own player and then play with your friends online mm -hmm. it's the chell mode and it's a lot of fun but it's not worth it if you it's it's not worth it otherwise otherwise there's a reason that nhl like 21 isn't coming out with a ps5 you know or xbox series x upgraded version yeah. and it's because nhl knows that you know this not a lot of people are buying their games right now. And yep. then on top of that, too, I ended up playing a lot of Among Us, which, uh, one, you can play it on PC, and it's also available for free on your phone. Yep. If uh, you're looking for a way to play this game in Among Us, uh, it's a lot of fun. Even I find myself even having fun when getting paired with randoms. Uh, there's a chat. You, you know, a lot of people who are watching these videos on YouTube about Among Us are... Uh, watching them play through voice channels and it's a, it's definitely funny for sure but you can also play via like the text bubble that's in the upper right hand corner of when you're trying to vote someone off the island in a way and Among Us is a lot of fun it's just a super buggy game but this game was made by a very small team and 
I definitely they probably never saw this kind of popularity coming to their <laughs> game. So yeah. one good for a super small developer. They're probably swimming in money right now, which is super good for them. And uh, you know, um, Among Us is definitely a buy. And considering you can play on your phone with people who are also playing on PC, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's super cool. Is it, and then just the other one that we both played. Yeah, I was going to let you introduce that one. <laughs> All right, so the other one that we both played this week was Spellbreak. Uh, yet another battle royale. Um, a little bit different though, because there's unique, no definitely unique what? is definitely I think unique. unique. Yeah, um, no weapons. It's all spell based. So you're picking up. You choose one spell type to to kind of load in with, and then you can pick up the other one. So you have one on each arm as like little gauntlets. Um, definitely gives me like a a Fortnite type vibe with the way it looks um, and the way you kind of maneuver around the map. Uh, but unlike Fortnite for me, I'm actually really really liking this game so far. And hopefully I can stick with it. It doesn't seem like the player base is there. So hopefully this doesn't die off. But I know like you and I, we had a lot of fun playing it the other day. Um, it's a little bit confusing when you first get into it because there's so much going on. You have your two spells. You have scrolls that you lead, uh, read to upgrade um, either like how fast you cast your spells. There's I forget what I'm blanking on what you call the power in the middle. Uh, uh, so there's like the the rate at which your spells can be cast at, yeah. and your the and how fast your mana recharges. Right. There's a third one that you know is more about the speed that your guy kind of goes at and runs out of the circle with. Right. Uh, when when that, it's inevitably closing. Yeah, and you also have like you can pick up boots on the ground, which enable you to walk, run faster. Um, there's armor. Uh, obviously your health, which are, you know, you use kind of mana potions basically to heal yourself up. Um, and then also every time you go into like the ring closes and you get to the next ring, you level up, um, which also affects uh, your your uh, spells that you're casting. So it is a little overwhelming when you first get into it. But man, once you're like in like a game or two at most and you're you're fully comprehending everything that's there, it's very, very smooth. Um and maybe we're just enjoying it because we're winning so much. Maybe that's why. But uh, I don't know. Like, this is a definite play for me. It's on pretty much everything, right? PC, Xbox. Is it on PlayStation? I think it is. I actually haven't seen it on PlayStation okay. yet. And one thing that we will mention is this game is in game preview. Right. So we we get put in a lobby, and it ends up being <laughs> about 40 people, which doesn't seem like a lot, and it isn't. The map is pretty big for 40 people. But I'm hoping that once this game starts to get through its alpha and beta and eventually, you know, go into version 1.0, that there's going to be more people on the map. There's going to be hopefully a kind of a bit of a better tutorial explaining how powers can combine. Right. Because they in the tutorial, they show you that, oh, you know, fire and gas are a good combination or fire and toxic is a good combination. But I find myself doing the kind of the stone or earth and using the wind one a lot. But that's not something that they tell you to do. They want you to experiment, right. which experimenting is a good way. But also there, there are going to be people who are new with the game that are just looking, okay, how what are the best combos right now? What can I start experimenting with now instead of trying to figure it out themselves? Yeah, and you could probably look it up, I guess. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to figure out what works best. I haven't really found anything that works better than dropping a gas cloud and then shooting a fireball into it though. 
um, just seems to do a lot of damage that way. Uh, you have the ability to kind of like they don't have a double jump, but when you jump, you can hold the jump button and then you'll kind of go up in the air and you'll float a little bit. Um, it just I think it, it handles very, very well um, and it just feels good. I just hope that people stick with it unlike you know like hyperscape i think is pretty much dead already at this point um so hopefully people hear about it start playing it i think it's been in alpha for a little bit now i know i saw people streaming it a couple weeks ago so hopefully if you're listening to this definitely check it out let's get the player count up because it's something different and we we need different especially in the battle royale space Mm -hmm. and it's it's good that it's not a first-person shooter. They kind of made it their own with making it about magic. And in a lot of ways, when I first saw that this game was being uh, put out and announced and put on game preview, I it, I was immediately interested because I like that whole magic type thing. You know, we talked about Hogwarts Legacy that's going to be coming out later this year. So it was, it's kind of nice to see somebody make a first-person shooter, kind of, or sorry, a battle royale that isn't just about you know carrying guns and finding you know these 300 different pieces of loot because in a lot of ways spellbreak is a lot simpler yeah simpler there isn't a bunch of gear attachments that you have to get for each and every single gun there's it's a lot easier to understand and i think for a lot of people this game is going to be a good way for them to get into battle royale because it's not as it's not as it's not as infuriating just in general it's not it's not as yeah. It doesn't make you as angry. It seems more easygoing. I think I had two games when I played yesterday where I both I got second both times. Um, and even then, I wasn't too upset. I think I'd say on like almost every Battle Royale, but I feel like the time to kill could be a little bit lower. Uh, but it all comes down to figuring out what works best and what two spells to combine. Because, man, once you figure that out, like for me, it's, you know, the ice one is pretty much like a long range. And then the rock one, which just kind of long, uh, runs along the ground, just like devastates people. Uh, so once you find the combo that you like best, it just feels really satisfying killing people and getting like five, six, seven, eight kills. It's great. Yeah, but other than that, those are the games we played this week. We're going to we're going to I'm going to have to start getting creative with some of the other games I played. I'm going to be home for a little bit now, yeah. so I'm going to have to figure out what games to play or stream. <laughs> it's so, too bad the new consoles weren't coming out now. Yeah, if the new consoles were coming out now, I would I would be the sole person. I would give <laughs> you the most in-depth detail about all of these yep. things. But yep. you know, well we're not that far off from the big games coming out. So, uh and also on a side note, hot breaking news for everybody. I did uh, manage to secure a copy of uh, Fast and Furious. Um, I yes. did. I did find it for fifteen dollars, so it is coming in the mail, and you cannot be super excited for that review because I am so pumped to play that game. And of it's, course, it, when I'm done with it, Barry, it is coming your way. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I've been playing Forza Horizon just so I can practice. Yes. Yes. Um, for this game, because I know <laughs> I know this Fast and Furious game is going to take my driving skills to the next level. I am I am ready. I couldn't pass it up. I was looking today and saw it was on sale for fourteen ninety nine. I had to jump on it. Just had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we want to do the movies since you didn't watch any. <laughs> yeah, movies and TV. I'm unfortunately pretty bad right now. Uh, about you have all the time in the world right now to watch movies. 
You're right. You're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And I even I even got the Avengers 4K the other day. Okay. Uh, just because I I realized I didn't. I'm only missing that one more Avengers movie. But I I'm trying to. I want to be able to talk about recent things. Okay. Or recent movies that are coming out. And I guess really, uh, you know what? I guess one news we could talk about is Dune and the trailer being released for that. Yeah. And how it specifically said it didn't even give a date. It just said it's going to be released in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no yeah. There's no not seeing this movie. So. To bounce off that a little bit, I don't want to get too far out of the way here, but um, I see like that one saying it's going to be in theaters. And I don't know if you saw they released the numbers that uh, Tenet did in theaters, and yep. it, it and was trying to hide them, and it was terrible. Um, so I I know they want to put these movies in theaters, but if they're coming out anytime soon, they have to consider doing digital. Because Tenet was the one that everybody was kind of waiting to see if people would actually go to the movie theaters. And the answer was no, they would not. <laughs> I know you had been talking about going to it, but then other things happened. Uh, but it's just it seems pretty obvious right now that people just do not want to go. And I don't know if this changes. I don't know if they just remain stubborn and just keep it in theaters or if they try to make back some money here and put it digital. I would hope so. Um, cause I do want to see it, but I don't want to go to the theaters right now. So maybe Dune, I don't know if they put a release date. I don't think they did. Right. But no, they did yeah. not. So maybe they go digital or maybe it's far enough out that it won't matter. But yeah, they, I just don't think it's there yet for theaters and we still have James Bond coming and they seem pretty set on being in theaters as well. Are you going to drag yourself to the theaters for James Bond? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, I will literally take, I will literally take my torn Achilles leg, and I will, <laughs> and I, I will wheelchair my way to an IMAX. There if you I go. Have I'll, I'll... <laughs> you can get get yourself a handicap thing for somebody whoever's driving you, and uh, you can sit right in the front row. <laughs> oh man, now that I think about it, there's never been a more perfect time for me to go. To the movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I literally can't walk. <laughs> it's true. For those who don't know. Barry Torres Achilles. So. I've, yeah, I guess I'm announcing that on the podcast. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's why I should be saying that I should be playing more games and watching more movies because I literally can't do much of all right now. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I watched two things this week, and we're close to October. So you know what that means? It's all horror based, which is great. Yeah. Great for me. So the first one I watched was. The Babysitter Killer Queen on Netflix, which is the sequel to The Babysitter, which came out, I believe, two years ago on Netflix. I did see that on Netflix. Yeah. I did. And I really, really liked the first one a lot. Um, I'm a huge fan of horror comedies. I think they're great. Um, it kind of I love horror in general, but like comedy with it is just perfect combination for me. And the first one was like super funny, super over the top, like gore and violence, which I always think is hilarious. And this one is more of the same, but I actually think it's better than the first one was. And like, this is a huge hit for Netflix, right? The the main uh, actress, and I'm going to forget her name, from uh, the first one went on to do Ready or Not, uh, which was also another big horror movie that was in theaters um, before the pandemic. But if you're into horror comedies, um, definitely check both of these out. They're both on Netflix. Um, if you're a fan of, like I'm trying to think of other horror comedies, uh, Cabin in the Woods, which was uh, is getting old now. But um, man, these movies are great, and it's the perfect time of year to watch it. Um, 
they're they always get very creative with the way that they kill people off um general i guess story on the movie with the first one is it's a group of high schoolers and in order to get where they want to be in life they want to be more popular they want to make money they have to uh, sacrifice an innocent which in this case would be a virgin so they pick on uh this boy that this girl is the babysitter for who is a virgin and uh obviously it doesn't go as planned he survives in the first one and ends up killing all of them but in the second one they all come back from hell uh because every two years they get another chance uh so that's the main gist of it that's pretty much all you need to know um everybody in the movie is hilarious so definitely check that one out and then uh, the other thing i watched is i watched i believe all five episodes that are up right now for lovecraft county which is on hbo and also kind of horror based uh it's based on lovecraft novels um if you know who he is he's very got some out there interesting books uh i don't know what's going on with this show but i enjoy it it's so out, it's so out there like you know they give you the first episode which is basically um this is set in uh the i believe it's either the 40s or the 50s it focuses around the black community and their oppression from the white community and how cops treat them, which is prevalent today. Uh, but the main gist is that uh, there is a man who is back from going to war um, and his dad, he gets a message from his dad, his dad's gone and he's going to rescue him. Uh, they, you know, end up going to where he's being held prisoner. And it basically looks like it's a, uh, I wouldn't say it's not like the KKK, but it's a clan of all white people. Um, that's the gist of the first episode. And then it goes so far all over the place that it's really hard to keep up with. The second episode dealt with, uh, a haunted house and ghosts with the same character. And now these other episodes I'm getting into, there's potions that, uh, they, that, uh, you can take that'll change you from having, you know, your normal black skin to being white. Uh, but after a certain period of time, you shed your skin kind of like a caterpillar who turns into a butterfly. That's how they describe it but it's literally like the skin like falls off of them and it's super bloody and it's disgusting um but there's so much going on in this show i cannot even begin to describe what's going on here but definitely check it out um if you're into horror uh supernatural type stuff there's uh i'm trying to think all so far that i've seen um there's just different like uh i guess what are they called vampires uh it's just weird um, once I get the full, you know, all the episodes have come out cause they are coming out every Sunday and I can kind of look back on it and figure out what exactly is going on. I can give you a definitive answer, but I've been having a ton of fun watching it, even if I don't know what's going on. So yeah, that's... yeah probably I would say Barry for you, you probably won't be into it, but you can check it You're out probably if you want. Right. <laughs> it's just so over all over the place. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. So definitely check out the babysitter. Uh, Killer Queen is the second one, but also the first one if you haven't seen that. And check out Lovecraft County if you're into horror. But that's what I watched. Cool. Well, uh, that's going to be it for our podcast because I didn't watch anything. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if there's anything coming out this week on like Netflix or anything uh, that you could watch. I know there's Tom Isn't... Holland's movies is came out today, Wednesday. Oh, The Devil well, All the Time. That. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, I think that's the only big one, uh, but I'm sure there's something we can figure out. You got to watch at least one thing. 
I, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'll at least have that for next week. I okay. promise. All right, cool. So, other than that, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all the support we've been getting these past couple weeks. Make sure that if you guys like to subscribe, whether it's on our YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and follow us on Twitch because Craig will be doing a lot of the live streaming there for the next yep. little bit here. So hopefully we'll be able to get the uh, live stream going without any hiccups. <laughs> Place so, all your bets now on who's going to win. Um, if you don't bet on me, I may hold it against you. It's kind of like the <laughs> Kentucky Derby, in all honesty. You know, Craig's the one with not as good odds as the other two. Yep. But if he wins, man, you're making out. You it's won't true. have to work another day in your life. Barry, you can still get in on this. You, you know, wanna... I'm thinking about it. <laughs> if you want to add to the it, pot. <laughs> but isn't it a little unfair that I that I get to do this? Because I literally am Look, staying home. That's Yeah, that is true. I've never 100% any of these games. So I'm already at a disadvantage. Um Man, I don't know. It depends. It may not be. Depends on how much we play. I'll know by Thursday. Okay. And depending what happens tomorrow, we'll we'll see what happens, and maybe I might be able to add to the pot. But I'm going backwards. I'm going to start at Super Mario Galaxy because I know Ooh. that game. See, I thought about starting with Sunshine. We'll see. I don't know. We'll find out. But this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, should, it should be a fun couple weeks. And now that the new consoles and there's no more drama with the price or whatever release day or, well, there's plenty of drama with pre-orders. Yep. But regardless, we thank you for listening and we hope to see you guys next time. See you later.